Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon. Um, with three CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants. And we pay respects to elders past and present, including our lesbian, gay, bi, trans, intersex and queer original inhabitants, um, who can include sister girls and brother boys. We acknowledge their unique contributions to diversity on and around the land. And welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. 3CR um, has um, a great range of um, queer shows, and we're on a big Queer Day, of course. Well, not quite on this particular day, but um, next Wednesday, May the 17th, is International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Intersexism and Transphobia, Ida Hobbit for short. And if you want to get in touch with the show to have a chat about it, um, how to do that, you can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can text 61401078981 and... You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for me or three or um, um, on Facebook or the page out of the pan three CR eight five five AM Melbourne on Facebook as well. Um, well, started obviously then today with the B fifty twos from the early eighties from memory, a bit after the um, famous Rock Lobster. Um, well, get out of the state. Well, not the state of Idaho. Um, well, that's where it started, of course, and we, you know, let's just acknowledge the history of the event and the fact that um, originally it was called Idaho International Day Against Homophobia, but of course that is erasing and exclusionary. And the day first started in around 2005. I first remember it being acknowledged in Melbourne in about 2008, um, or in Australia in 2008, both in Melbourne and in Sydney. Um, interesting contrast, I think, from memory, Melbourne just got um, one um, domain name, spent about $15, and Sydney being Sydney, um, I think spent $80,000 of advertising in the pink press. Not that there's that much of that left now. That's a story for another day, isn't it? But um, there it was, and um, you know, sort of um, 24,000 individuals um, first got involved, and now, of course, 
it's um, noted in many countries. Um, in 2009, it, um, transphobia was added into the name, and 2015 saw the addition of biphobia added into the name as well. Interesting, though, last year in the lead-up to the event, um, a, well, I'll say someone who claims to be a journalist um, put an article out and only didn't refer to biphobia. I politely pointed out that it was added and got a torrent of abuse that it wasn't, even though I had an official email that said so. Um, and one of the organisers of the um, World Committee on the issue said so, um, regardless of which acronym was used. Interesting, in the last week I was in a setting where someone said it was Idaho, but you can call it Idaho or Hot or Idaho, but if you want to. No, you can't. And I think that's a really important theme that um, you know all the groups in our rainbow face prejudice. Some of it's similar, some of it there are differences, obviously, trans and gender diverse people where they we can't get the birth certificates that we need to live our lives as effectively as possible um there's a trans specific issue um you know um treating intersex bodies um negatively just because they're intersex is a specific form of intersex but so much of it comes from a society that is we'll say heteronormative and gender normative and all that sort of thing um and body normative and um, often conflates all the issues and often in an inaccurate way. But it has become probably the you know, one of the biggest days on the rainbow calendar. That's not to deny other days, um, which of course have um, direct or indirect significance, um, such as World AIDS Day on December the 1st, um, or from a trans-specific point of view, um, 31st of March, Trans Day of Visibility, which um, this year was the biggest it seems to have been, which is... So very, very welcome. Um, and um, Trans Day of Remembrance on November 20. Um, celebrate Bi Day appropriately on, in a balanced way on the equinox of September 23rd. So lots of um, important days. And I suppose, you know, International Day Against Homophobia, I know it's a great acronym, you know, leaving aside the variations. It started out as Idaho and all that sort of thing. And as per Wikipedia... The idea to raise awareness of violence, discrimination and repression of LGBT communities as per Wikipedia and it takes an op- makes for an opportunity to take action and engage in dialogue with media, policy makers, opinion and wider society, um, depending of course on how media is going to cover that and whether they're going to do it objectively, which is why we need 3CR, Radio for Change, as a form of independent media at a time where commercial media is, um, well... Um, shrinking like the ozone layer, one could say. So um, very, very important that we do discuss it and um, much needed that we do. So, um, you know, overall concepts, yes. Um, as discussed a few weeks back on the show, um, the fact Alastair Laurie, amazing researcher, um, looks at the issues that still face um, LGBTI people in Australia with just virtually everyone seeing some form of, I will use the shorthand here, queerphobic media um, on either mainstream or social media, um, which is just way too much. We don't see um, cisphobic, um, hetphobic, um, body-expected phobic media, do we? Um, so, yeah, we need to keep discussing it. You know, sometimes against homophobia, is that a double negative? Well, you know, um, as I say, the acronym... Um, that started it um, didn't quite work out, um, you know, in, in that way. But I think it does give a great chance to talk about our issues and, and um, get the, you know, try to get some truth out there. 
And, you know, we need to talk about all the issues. And so the theme of today's show, we'll just pick various parts of the rainbow at random and just do a reminder in the context of Ida Hobbit of what's going on. I know there's mountains of events. I know, putting on my sort of hats, um, um, people said it's Transgender Victoria um, organising events. And, well, we are part of an event at Federation Square, which at time of broadcasting, the actual time is unclear because it seems Fed Square wants to broadcast the state funeral for Lou Richards. Now, I'm the biggest fan of Lou's wit as any, but um, I suppose I declare conflict of interest here if the um, time of the Ida Hobbit event that's scheduled there has to move. That um, might be less than ideal. Um, but, say la vie, but lots of events going on. It is good to see so many councils doing flag-raising events um, and all that sort of thing. So... There's still time to organise something. Um, you know, you know, people. Um, it's got to be done, of course. With I think, if I had to say something to start with, the overall theme of you know, it's got to be done properly. I heard of a bad one a couple of years ago, um, two to three, where they just put on, believe it or not, rainbow sausage rolls, queer party pies, and a few alcoholic drinks, and didn't even mention the day. And this was supposed to be about rainbow visibility. Um, no. You must talk, I think, if you're going to do, talk about it, talk about the event properly, um, do it respectfully, acknowledge it's really important to acknowledge all the parts of the rainbow and, there, as I say, there is no um, opting out of bi and trans in particular. I can only speak personally for those, but acknowledge the um, you know, issues that in, people experiencing intersex face as well. So, um, yeah, really important that... Um, we make sure it's all covered. All right. Um, you know, sort of everyone, there's so much um, queer stuff around the world. Um, and, well, um, I suppose knowing this um, program and our love of playing music of all genres, um, well, um, even people way out in the West can be queer. Let's have a listen to Willie Nelson, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email Info at by-alliance.org. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life and 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand You could never understand Feel the fortune flowing 
3CR at 5.5am, digital3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, or lots of other things. Um, prior to the messages, we heard from Willie Nelson. Um, cowboys are secretly, frequently fond of each other. And cowgirls and all sorts of cow genders and all sorts of things. Technically, the language in that isn't strictly accurate about people falling between sexes and that sort of thing. But all the same, um, it's a good bit of fun because we are a diverse lot. And diversity includes bisexuals. We heard the uh, message for Bisexual Alliance Victoria says she is a proud committee member thereupon, thereof to wit. Um, and wanted to talk about what May 17th means to bi people. It was interesting, just before... Um, starting the show, I um, was looking at a post about how some people think they can have that choice to leave out parts of the rainbow and no, you don't. And I've got to say, last year, um, as mentioned in the previous segment, a very um, nasty exchange on unusually respect- respectable and respectful international advocacy email list that I'm on, an invite-only type of one, um, which, and that's one of the reasons it is invite-only, with people just coming out with all sorts of biphobia. You know, I met one person who um, was in, um, you know, sort of um, gay relationships or heterosexual relationships and then went to gay and, oh, they weren't exactly um, 50-50 attracted, which only assumes two genders, and so therefore there's no bisexuals because one person was that way. I mean, goodness me, and this was people who were, I have to say, predominantly gay men which I suppose does lead to an issue about days like this, who speaks for whom? Well, of course, the answer is if you're going to speak about other groups that you don't identify with personally, uh, make sure you get a, you know at least two or three opinions about issues. Make sure you can get a reasonable consensus to make a few remarks. Um, but unfortunately, people think they can speak for bisexuals um, and often get it wrong or erase us or... You know, throw us off the back of the bus, um, same way that trans people were for a long time. Sad, I have to say, to be fair, well, in a fair but sad way, um, during some shenanigans last year, um, I actually saw um, a scenario where some trans people were um, being biphobic, which I just thought was pretty, pretty low. So make sure you don't do that. Um, just not on at all. Um, so... Um, yeah, what are issues bisexuals face? Well, as I say, the main one still seems to be erasure, um, you know, that um, we're left out. Um, conflation with gay and lesbian issues, and I think that's a big issue because often in research where you put lump gay, lesbian and bi in together, well, that means you miss the nuances of, well, um, all three, but even if you're looking at gay and lesbian together and then um, even if you... Um, are saying monosexual slash i.e. gay and lesbian and bi, well, um, then it's all two or both and that's not fair on anyone um, because, you know, there are separate issues for gay men and lesbians. Interestingly, I had a, an email recently to Bi Alliance from an organisation that said, we're running some stories on support for gay men. Now, if you're doing it for gay and bisexual men, sure, but it was only for gay men and it's like, well, why did you email a bisexual group? And they also sent it to um, trans organisations. Yes, of course, there are trans people um, who would identify as gay, whether they are um, trans males in relationship with males, trans or cis, 
I suppose, um, you know, a trans woman in a relationship who only has relationships with females, trans or cis, is it can be called gay, uh, although many people would probably use the term lesbian. So, yeah, things to look out for, um, understanding the nuances of each. Interesting, how, as I say, I go to so many, um, to go to a lot of presentations and things and see people um, lump in um, bisexuality. Um, it's mainly by the bi that gets raised. Interesting how gay and lesbian often isn't. Um, what can you do to be positive? Yeah, make sure that um, panel discussions have a broad representation. Um, you know, it's good to see that there is more of that happening in terms of LGBTI. Um, acknowledging, yes, we need a whole range of diverse stories in terms of ability, people of colour, um, original inhabitants and more. So very important that all of that happens. Um, and, um, yeah, um, um, very important that we make sure these, these stories are covered. And I've got to say a couple of personal highlights along the way. It was one um, panel discussion where all the participants and the facilitator were all, I'll use the word, multi-gender attracted, regardless of which particular labels people use. And also um, one panel I was on at a very major, I'll just say government slash bureaucratic organisation, where there was all of LGBT and I covered. It's not that hard to make the effort and just look beyond your own circles. And some are better at doing it than others. Other issues for bi people um, is that our mental um, trigger warnings on these. Um, and if you do need help, please contact someone such as Switchboard on 1800 um, 184527. And you know, two parts um, to mention, um, mental health because of the pressure from both broader community and elements of gays and lesbians, bi people do experience worse mental health, and I think it was Private Lives too, which found bi people were least out, to be, least likely to be out in a so-called LGBTI or LGBTIQ organisation, which says something about biphobia within the rainbow community. Um, and the bigger trigger warning is, unfortunately, bi women are more prone to be subject to um, domestic violence and I wonder if that's because it could be many factors um, one possibly um, is perhaps male stereotypes about bi women and this oh I'm going to have two bi women with me that sort of thing so things to watch out for um, that bi people face of course bi people like everyone have lots of positives to offer it was great to see research by the fabulous Maria Paiotti Caroli recently released that bi men make better lovers mm, because they're more um, open, more aware of things to do with gender, better partners, um, that sort of thing, um, you know, more respectful, good communicators. Maybe they're open to more um, ideas of touch too. Um, but maybe we're at half past 12 or something on a Sunday. We can't go into that in too much detail. Anyway, um, leave it to your imagination perhaps. Um, all right, um, let's have um, some more music and... Um, see what um, uh, we can come up with here um, and um, wanted to pull out well I'm um, keeping the music diverse um, in um, this time an Australian way um, wanted to uh, make sure that um, we had some Australian country music and um, wanted to dig out a track from the one and only Becky Cole and um, just having some trouble bringing it up because that's the way the technology wants to work. Um, 
and um, of course Becky Cole, um, probably it's fair to say one of Australia's most um, um, out country singers, maybe the most. Um, but um, let's have a listen to um, Becky um, with a version of Life Goes On, because it does. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally, celebrating diverse music on the diverse um, day that is International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia. Um, So, um, trans obviously um, needs to be celebrated and um, certainly um, um, needs to be talked about as part of um, the diversity that is International Day um, Against um, Homophobia, Biphobia, Transphobia. And, well... Um, you know, it was added in um, 2009, um, although, interestingly, I think it took a few years before that message, um, even in this day and age of technology, wound its way down to Australia um, um, because it seemed to still be referred to as Idaho for some time. Um, but anyway, there it was, and, you know, can't repeat this often enough. Some of our, our long-time listeners perhaps have an idea of the issues that trans people face, what are specific issues that trans people face, um, often comes in under four headings in no particular order, um, issues of documentation and forms that are just not inclusive or not, um, you know, um, understanding of transgender needs, um, and um, those sorts of issues, you know, include a form that says male, female, circle one, well, if your sense of identity is something else, then you're excluded, solution have um, gender blank line and optional but one step back make sure you always ask do you need gender i've got to give credit to monash university they were on um on the ball on this one um in that um um yes um sorry um technical hitches going on there that's live radio for you people of all genders um but i did a a discussion out at monash and look they pretty well advanced as far as I'm concerned in terms of um, getting the gender stuff right. And um, the um, someone piped up and said they were in charge of organising certificates for a short course and they were asked to collect name and gender. And they sort of said, hang on, why? And the predetermined wording on this version of the certificate was something like, blank space for name, has completed this short course in whatever, and she enjoyed it very much. Um, So, um, you know, and then, you know, and so they're going to fill in a gendered pronoun. And this person being on the ball said, well, hang on, you know, can't we just change it slightly to so-and-so enjoyed the course, um, has completed the course and found it really enjoyable (laughs) and found it really enjoyable or whatever it was. It's not that hard. And it's great to see that um, there are um, moves away to get away from gender. Um, I'm no expert on technology, but I understand there's ways now of doing, um, you know, computerised identification of people's facial features regardless of gender. Now, think about that. So at a common issue that trans people face is, you know, you ring up um, or you're rung up 
um, by a service. This happened to a, a trans woman friend of mine. I think it was an electricity company, for example, but it could have been anyone. And so she was rung up and the, the voice on the phone said, I need to talk to Mary Smith and my friend who, you know, for whatever reason, her voice was deeper than the female average, said, yeah, this is Mary. We need to talk to the account holder. Yes, I'm, I'm Mary, I'm the account holder. And on it went and, in, and was refused further conversation. Now, if we had facial recognition features regardless of gender, that wouldn't happen. You know, if there was some way of doing it also, it would give some degree of a greater communication than voice. And we all know of the fact that body language, including facial expression, gives more clearer communication, says she broadcasting over the radio. Whoops-a-doops. Um, as I always say, this is a face for radio. Seriously, um, things like that that can get past gender are really good. Another big issue for trans and gender diverse people is um, health, both generalist and specialist. Specialist care, of course, includes things like surgery and hormones um, and coming out. And, you know, there is, um, it was, it's always seemed, seems to be, it was a worry a few years ago for trans, ad, trans adults, um, particularly trans women adults, that the um, surgeon um, in the public system here, Simon Sieber, was due to retire and wasn't sure um, if he could um, get a replacement. Thankfully, he did. Um, Andy Ives has been doing a great job from all um, from every report I've had is a great part of the um, gender team but it's a worry when there's only one surgeon you'd hope at least there were two um, you know um, on you know someone who was there to do backup so there was a succession plan so there's those sorts of issues but also um, you know things like many GPS are very scared to prescribe hormones and there's been all sorts of conjecture about this but it is part of the um, of general transphobia that they think it's some huge thing well it's not it's just another pharmaceutical so fact sheets are being proposed and you know and so long as um, that person intend the physical side of things I'm no health expert but believe there can be greater risks for trans women taking hormones if they've been heavy smokers obviously health for any pharmaceutical you've got to check for physical health things and I think that's fine from both the point of view of the trans person and from the point of view of the health professional but this idea that um, you know hormones are some mysterious thing, no, they're not. Generalist care, well, technically, for a generalist thing that is not gendered in any way, I should be able to walk into any GP in Australia and get equitable service. That means my name will be recorded accurately, my gender in terms of mailing title, all that sort of thing. I won't be misgendered if I am um, on one slip and I correct them, that's fine that I will be there to get the service I need, not be, um, you know, be a laboratory rat and give a, an education where I then pay the health, where, thereby where I pay the health professional $70. I'm talking things like sprained ankles or flu shots or whatever, and this happens. Um, a very, um, to digress, on the psychological side, I had a very, upset, I, well, I'll say upsetting or worrying call from last year from, to Transgender Victoria from a Masters of Counselling student um, who wanted, and I'm going to give trigger warning here for transphobia, they wanted a trans client thinking that Transgender Victoria did direct service to, quote, practice on. I'm sorry, what? Now, I don't know if this person had had much actual um, experience. You know, I don't know what you know, the Masters of Counselling students have had some, you know, supervised practice or whatever. And I said, well, I'm sorry, what? Um, 
that's not really a very nice thing to say. And the person said, well, I, we've got to learn somehow. Well, you could just come and do an education session with Transgender Victoria or Zoe Bell Gender Collective or in Sydney, the Gender Centre or the Freedom Centre in Perth or whoever it is. But goodness me, what a contemptuous thing for starters. But let's take a worst case. What if that trans person revealed some very big issue, um, abuse, I suppose, being an obvious one, would, a, would a, a student with very little experience know how to handle that? But that was what they were prepared to put people through. And I understand this happens, this sort of laboratory rat syndrome can happen to all sorts of groups. Someone who used to work in homelessness told me once that they got a request from a school group. They wanted to look at a homeless person's um, lodgings to see what it was like. Excuse me? Zoo animals, laboratory rats, dearie me. So, yeah, respectful health um, services is important. General legal and protection from discrimination. Australia doing reasonably well on that um, um, front, although we could still um, you know, sort of um, tidy up some of the state and territory definitions to match the pretty good federal one just so it would be easier for all. And um, also get rid of the exemptions in relation to sport and religion. Got to do... Um, have a chat about the sports stuff in due course. Um, and, um, um, yeah, um, certainly need to, um, you know, sort of um, get rid of those. They are just simply not necessary. The idea that testosterone gives an unfair advantage automatically, well, as I say jokingly, I had lots of testosterone for about 32 years and didn't make me any better at sport. Um, so, yes, having strong discrimination protection is a big issue for trans people. And just generally, education. Um, listening, I made a mistake during the week. I'm really sorry. I just happened to listen to a commercial radio program trying to beat up on the idea that kids could be themselves at schools. And that's been the case in Victoria since 2002. And they were trying to you know, pin it on safe schools, which wasn't around till 2010. Um, but then again, of course, commercial radio, in fact, very rarely connect, do they? Um, so all sorts of issues, and that, of course, leads to specific issues, which I suppose um, are for there for trans and gender diverse, but also for lots of other people. So having schools that are respectful where all other things being equal, um, a gay, lesbian or bi kid um, can have a happy experience at school equal to a heterosexual child, a trans and gender diverse child having a happy experience at school compared to a cis child, and so on. So all these sorts of issues um, you know, needing consideration. And, yeah, there's so many issues, and really the, the fourth area of social equality and the need for education and also funding for trans-specific organisations, again, parallel to some of the bi issues, um, often, you know, organisations that claim they're to LGBTI really aren't. Um, some have come, let's say, from a more previously um, cisgender gay male culture and have not done cultural change. So these are issues that need to be done by trans people with utilising the value of lived experience, not just for the sake of inclusion because it's a valuable piece of expertise that needs to be utilised well. All right, um, let's um, have some more music and um, um, this time this one's a bit more a little more subtle um, the hoodoo gurus and the generation gap or well, covers a few areas that um, we could talk about I mean we could talk about so many things I um, only got an hour long show to do it in um, but I'll have a well, let's have a listen to the hoodoo gurus and um, then um, come back and wrap it all up um, 3cr 855 am digital 3cr.org.au 
Out of the Pan with Sally. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there, broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR, radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. I'm Jeffrey. I'm Alphonse. I'm Erwin. And we, we are, are from, from the Voice of West Papua. The Voice of West Papua now has a one-hour show. We have moved from Monday 6.30 to Tuesday 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. Yes, more news and music from West Papua. CR Diverse Radio and, of course, Radiothon coming up um, very, very soon um, on 3CR, um, three, the Out of the Pan show on June the 18th, so five weeks away. Um, but, of course, a great range of diverse radio on 3CR. Um, please um, offer your support. Start looking down the back of the couch now for that um, missing $2 coin. Seriously, um, you know, we will um, welcome all support of any amount and uh, mention $2 because then you get to um, go to ScoMo near, near, near it's tax deductible because 3CR has that sort of thing. All right. Um, things what are coming up this week, as I say, a mountain of Idaho events. Just, I think, keep your eye on social media. I know I'm going to one at RMIT at noon, as I mentioned. Um, another one, time to be reconfirmed at the time of, um, prep- of um, presenting this show. Um, in Federation Square, and also I'm on a panel this week. Um, no, I'm not lying on a board. Um, I'm on a discussion panel at um, in um, the city on Wednesday night um, for an event which um, is quite good, very good. It's um, called um, Feminism in the Pub, and it co- covers the issue of gendered violence at work. Um, it's um, at the Bull and Bear, Bull, Bull, Bear, Bear, and something like that, 347 Flinders Street, covering um, gender and coinciding nicely, in my opinion, with International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia. Um, other things, what are coming up? Um, there's a fair few of them. Um, what is happening um, on the um, standing calendar this week? Um, but you could be sitting down as well. Um, is um, Alphabet Soup is on at um, um, High Street. Um, look for that on Facebook. Um, I think the Seahorse Cafe night will still be on um, as well on the 17th. Uh, Friday night is provocation for the Kingsters. Um, just a few this week on 3CR. All right. Um, played the Hudagurus, the Generation Gap, that um, version of the Electric Soup compilation of their more well-known tracks and there was one at the same time of more album tracks called Gorilla Biscuit. Hmm, yum yum. 
it's lunchtime. Anyway, um, but played it for a couple of reasons. You know, I do like the little subtle thing. I like the Huda Gurus, the way they, you know, um, they had their commentary in their way, you know, sort of, um, what was it in that track? Um, um, who's that guy that daddy calls up when mum's out, which does talk about gay and bisexual men um, and how people who might have trouble coming out might need contact. Got a letter about that. I want to acknowledge John's letter. Remember that? Snail mail? Yes. Um, we value um, all forms of communication here at 3CR. We're communication diverse. And I want to talk about that in detail in a future show, but wanted to acknowledge John's letter. Um, yes, write to us here at 21 Smith Street, um, Collingwood, um, to get in touch with us if you want to write. But um, we have all the electronic means as well. But I suppose generation gap, yes. Um, you know, there can be generation gaps um, within the queer community. There are, I think it's fair to say, differences in terminology across generations. Um, queer is one of them. Um, just use that. I mean, as a general rule, older people found queer a very offensive term, um, but it's still not 100%. Um was at a discussion during the week where someone said they had a 27-year-old um, son who uses gay, which of course is his right, and would find the term queer offensive. Now, generally younger people more positive about it, but of course it proves everyone's terminology is their own. Um, but does bring up issues, I suppose, in generations. Well, older gay and bi men, harder to come out, it's hard to get the contact they wanted. Um, but as well as generational differences on terminology, um, you know, we do need to try to respect each other across um, generations. There's mixed feedback on this. Sometimes I think, um, you know, and it's not, no one's, you know, completely got a halo or a horn over their head, so to speak. I've seen some older people who, um, make grandiose statements um, that younger people don't respect what older people go through. Well, that's not necessarily true. On the other hand, I've seen some younger people take a somewhat ageist attitude and say, oh, these oldies boss us around. Well, the answer is simple, communicate. And on the other hand, I've seen lots of both. I know for me as a 51-year-old, seeing younger people um, come, you know, trans and gender diverse people in particular come out earlier is very positive and cathartic. And I'm grateful for the fact that they are able to come out. And I know increasingly a lot of younger people are um, aware we need. I still think we need to make sure we have um, intergenerational dialogue um, within, we'll say, all of the rainbow and the various subparts thereupon to wit. Um, so um, that's a generational issue. Um, wanted to, though, um, having also just played the West Papua promo, you know, of course, you know, our rainbow community is diverse. And if you are, I can't speak directly. I'm a person of white skin. Acknowledging, though, that some, someone of colour who's LGBTIQ, um, queer, rainbow, etc., is going to face double whammy discrimination, um, you know, various forms of ability, but also one that I think we've got to have more discussion on. Um, I've heard um, neurodiverse as one term, um, but neurolo respecting neurological diversity, um, well, generally is a good thing. But when you're in the rainbow community where it seems there is a very high correlation, um, I'll use that word, between autism and people who are trans and gender diverse, bi and asexual, um, if we've got um, you know demeaning attitudes about autism that it's automatically a negative rather than being seen as just another way of perceiving things, and as someone who's not, I'm not autistic myself, but someone who is, um, identifies strongly with the highly sensitive person deep processing trait, which is another way of seeing things differently, I reckon I can empathise pretty strongly. 
we need to be aware of whether you call it neurodiversity, neurological diversity, cognitive diversity. All these things are valuable. You know, if we only have people looking at things in a so-called logical brain, we're going to miss intuitive and holistic pictures, all that sort of thing. We need all of us and we need to value all of us. I think that's a good way to pretty much um, end the show. Uh, what a good way to finish. Anyone would think I planned this show, you'd be very wrong. Um, take it out today, though. Um, well, on um, such a big day, or celebrating such a big day of the year, as is May the 17th, well, a bit of an old favourite, but why the heck not? Here's Jonah, and you've got to have pride. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.